Episode 16, back with Honey Hush. So excited to be in the studio this Tuesday morning. We have got a special guest. So excited to have Nicole Oswalt with us. (laughs) Y'all. Yay! Are you excited to be here? Yes, I am. Thank you for asking. I keep, I love that it is Tuesday. I keep telling um, everyone to follow you at A Southern Face because you are so the cheerleader for all other females. And oh, thank you so much. That is my main goal for that. Well, you're so hitting awesome. it, girl. I feel like you're challenging every everybody. So we are really excited to dive into manners. And we got the queen, girl. We Ooh. got her. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay, y'all, let's get ready. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up-and-coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy— kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now here are your hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. All right, guys. So I'm just kind of wondering how many of us feel sort of insecure in our manners game, like our workplace etiquette or when we're with people and we feel like we're in a leadership position and we kind of feel insecure because we don't know what people expect of us. Raising hand. Yeah. I mean, we've all been in a situation where we know not to smack. You know, we, we know to pass the plate from the left to the right. Like we know basic stuff, but as leaders, we know that all eyes are on us at all times. And I think sometimes we forget all eyes are Ooh, on us. That's even better. We, for- we do. We forget. So I brought the whole subject up because I found myself um, in an evaluation. Um, I had said earlier, I've not been in a position in a very long time to where someone is critiquing me or giving me constructive criticism. Yeah. And while I feel like I embrace that and I'm willing to accept it, I have to realize some things about myself. And one of the major things, I'm cutting people off all the time because I'm so excited to oh, tell them what's coming next. So guilty. Ooh. So, but I'm doing... I'm guilty. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. But I'm doing that sometimes, maybe with people in settings, in a workplace setting, that I should be listening and soaking in and then giving people all the information. So I'm finding myself thinking I have great manners. Hmm. But I don't. Hmm. Maybe not. So let's just kind of take the insecurity out of it. Let's talk about just, you know, five basic, simple things. And we've got Nicole with us because she mm-hmm. runs a very large online as well as brick and mortar boutique. It is called Deep South Pout. Mm-hmm. It is located in Startville, Mississippi, as well as Columbus, Mississippi. It is online at deepsouthpout.com. Ooh, last time I, I, you could comment sold all day long. Comment sold all day long. So she has been in this business, what now, seven Seven years gone. I think this year will be oh, eight. Oh, my gosh. Eight years. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, wild. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that she deals with is she hires, sometimes has to fire, <laughs> um, a demographic of women in, I'd say, what, 18 to 25? Yeah, about that. That's the, that's the average. So a yeah. very moldable generation. That's right. That maybe sometimes come in with manners, sometimes don't, mm-hmm. you know, Um so she has an opportunity to really be an, an influence and a mentor to younger girls. And I would say Nicole does a very, and Shannon too, she's got a business partner, Shannon Stoker. Um, they do a really good job of 
being um, what's the word? Conscious. Conscious, yes, and purposeful with when a girl comes into their organization, they leave a better person. They leave with a toolbox. That That is the goal. That's so important. Yes, that is our goal, 100%. And one of the things in their toolbox is they want to give them confidence in the business world for job interviews, for being employee, which then rolls over into being a great wife, a great mother, a great friend, you know, Mm -hmm. just overall confidence in their being so that the obvious stuff is taken care of and there are no distractions. That's right. Our main thing that we deal with probably the most is having our girls be able to take constructive criticism without breaking down and it breaking their spirit and feeling like a failure and all this stuff. You know, because a lot of that is like immaturity up until a certain age point and then you kind of like push through it and right. so we're mm-hmm. there to help them push through it and realize you know your life isn't over you don't suck like it's not you can't grow right. unless you know right well because so. in the real world participation awards don't exist right you have to actually earn people's respect mm-hmm. you have to earn people's well you know Lacey talked about it in the five levels of leadership you know you've got to earn people's permission and you're teaching them that you're teaching them how to not break because you are not growing if you're going around thinking that you're awesome, like on American Idol, because your mom has been telling you your whole life you're awesome. When reality, like you're still doing some major fatal flaws, business etiquette wise, and it's holding you back that's because right. nobody wants to hire or um, follow, for that matter, somebody that's got some fatal flaws that we want to kind of discuss today. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I would say that. My, the biggest hurdle with myself, you know, when I went through that, I guess it was like 23 to gosh, probably 30, honestly, was not being overly emotional Mm -hmm. because every job I ever was at, I took it like super personal Mm -hmm. and it is really, really difficult to break that apart with it still meaning just as much to you, but Mm -hmm. it's not quite as personal so I don't go home crying every day right you know what I mean or I don't go come home crying if you know I get like a, a bad report back or something like that but I'm able to get a plan of action together to fix the problem and move ahead without like crumbling so right that- yes yeah well and you do a really good job of seeing the person like you've got an end goal for your company and you've got to use people to That's get right. to that end goal. That's right. But you do a good job of isolating those people and developing those people because you know this is a college town. They're not staying here forever. That's right. They're here for a certain amount of time. They finish grad school. They whatever. And a few have stayed because mm-hmm. they do want to make a career out of it. But for the most part, you know, you're launching them. Right. Into something else. Right. All right. So one of the things I want to ask our listeners is, do you feel respected by your peers? Like you're five people we talked about in episode 14 you're the sum of your five people whether it's your people at work your friends whatever you know whether or not you were there willfully obligation whatever do you feel respected by those people and then also what are your top situations that you feel the most comfortable in and the most uncomfortable in and why like I just want you to kind of like just kind of imagine like I don't feel respected by this person I feel sort of uncomfortable in this situation however I do feel respected here and I feel comfortable there. Get those places. And a lot of it, what it's going to come down to is your confidence level. In the subject or the environment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about those things as you're asking those questions. And I really do. I think it comes back to my confidence or with people. Maybe those people don't know me very well. That's right. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I... And making assumptions 
or you know right and things like that and so then that becomes super a wall immediate mm-hmm built. And then what, a lot of the times then all we do is we fulfill that prophecy. <laughs> we fulfill whatever that negative thing yep. is. And we're like, oh. Yeah, I definitely, like I've had, I would probably say where I'm not as comfortable in a situation is maybe where it didn't work out with someone. Yes. You know what I mean? But I cannot go to that, like go to every person, let's just say that we have like a disagreement with and try to plead my case. Like, no, you, you don't need to do that. You no. just need to move on. Maybe it just didn't work out. Right. And maybe they're better at the new company that they're at and it's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. You know? So if I walk into a room and let's just say that person is there, I'm not, I'm uncomfortable a little bit, but then I am confident in myself and know that, yeah, you know, she might have some views about how I run my business or how I handle our employees. Mm -hmm. One day she will understand. There's that. Number two, I don't have to plead my case to her. It's okay. I'm still going to be kind. I'm still going Mm -hmm. to be my normal self. And hope she's successful at what they're doing right now. Maybe this was the change that was needed. But they don't have to be a cheerleader for me. You know what I mean? That's huge. Everybody doesn't have to be a cheerleader. That's right. And you could just like move on. And how I overcome that awkwardness there, I'm just going to be myself. And I'm just going to treat you how I feel about you, which is I love you. Right. You know what I mean? And I wish the best for you. You just like I hope you wish for me. Right. But if you don't, that's okay. Right. It's okay. It's fine. And so I think what that main thing that you said at the beginning is I am confident in myself. You know why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. You're confident in those decisions. And so that's what we kind of want to maybe instill today through mm-hmm. this conversation is just to give some people some basic confidences so that when the uncomfortable situations come or when the disrespect comes, you're confident in yourself. You're confident in your decisions. You know, you've done your part to represent yourself well as a leader and you are not responsible for everybody's feedback or their response That's right. to it. That's okay. Correct. So let's talk about workplace etiquette. So when I'm referring to workplace etiquette, I'm referring to, you know, you are an employee of someone else who is paying you to do a thing to produce a product of some sort. Okay, so what part does our demeanor, like our our countenance, like smiling or being um, respectful, or like what part does that play in an overall workplace environment per person on their etiquette? So what is now Cadence Bank used to be National Bank of Commerce. And one of the things that just truly stands out in my mind, um, I've spoke about him before, Tommy Tomlinson. Um, and I, if you are in the Startful area, you definitely know their family. If not, man, I wish you did. He is a person who would, um, his leadership meetings and his expectations of answering the phone at um, our place of work or greeting a customer, he instilled so much um, leading by example, but answering the phone with a smile. And I can think about it now. Um, We all sounded like recordings almost. It was National Bank of Commerce. This is Michelle speaking. How may I help you? I can't even think about that sentence without smiling. Right. And so when I find somebody else, um, when I had my own business and someone answering the phone and they can immediately, you can tell if somebody's in a hurry. You can immediately almost feel if they're they have bored. if they have somebody standing in front of them and they're trying to get off the phone with you real quick. But you have to find it in yourself to immediately smile and pause. Um, I think if we go back and we listen to Lacey, I noticed that Lacey, she smiles the minute 
she Absolutely. comes up to mm-hmm. that mic. And I can hear that in mm-hmm. her voice. And just immediately being aware of someone's presence. If someone walks in your office, look up. Don't keep going. You know, don't ignore them. Don't give them... you. you you need to acknowledge people. Well, how much of that needs to be authentic? Because I think we can fake smile. Mm-hmm. We can fake mm-hmm. respect. Where does authenticity play into that? It, I think it comes back to being joyful in the space that you're in, in that place that you are, or having respect for that place in that space. And this is the task at hand. Right. That's right. I Kind of how I view it, or I try real, real hard to, is that each person, I just try to, like, when we're communicating, to really, really listen and to make sure that they understand that right now they're the most important person in the room. And so even if it's for a moment that they feel that, you know, because you don't have all the hours in the day to do that to every single person that walks through the door. But if you're communicating with that person, they know at this Mm -hmm. moment that you're important and what you have to say is important. And I just feel like that just leaves a, it's a mind on, shift yeah, sort of, it just leaves a mark on a person to where they feel like they can mm-hmm. trust you, trust what you say, trust your mm-hmm. brand, trust your store. Mm-hmm. It's like a hug. Mm-hmm. Okay. So professionalism kind of goes into that as well. Professionalism, professionalism probably is different. We're in the South, you know, we're in Mississippi and it may be a little bit different in Michigan or California, yes, it may be different. You know, um, we were kind of talking previous to, you know, starting about foul language. You know, there's some Southern cuss words that are sort of... Um, I like to spell them. They're, yeah, they're kind of tolerated. And then, you know, maybe in another part of the country, like it's, it's a little bit more okay. Um, but across the board, is there a place for foul language in the workplace? No, there's no. not. I don't think so either. I mean, does it make you look smarter? No. Does it make you look right? That's what I was saying. I think about, not that I would speak to any customers, but I'm very well aware of some of the words that I say just in conversations with my friends, just because I do, I spell them. And, you know, I'm trying to now be more conscious of that since we've even had this conversation. I'm thinking, whoo. Well, and sometimes I like to, I like to be funny, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, may like something spice it up out. a little bit and right. something comes out and I'm trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but in a leadership role, like there's really not a place for that. Now, okay. Yes. If you're with your friends, I mean, we're not talking about that. We're talking about in a leadership role where you are the authority mm-hmm. figure in any capacity. No, there's never. just not like you right. actually show better intelligence by getting your point across without having to use foul language. And I think about this, um, my husband played college baseball for a coach and Obviously, he was coached by many different people along his, mm-hmm. you know, from Little League all the way up. And he had this one uh, college uh, baseball coach that was the only coach he had, baseball, football, track, all of it, that never cussed at them. He said, I think I heard him say the S word like one time for something. He can't remember. But um, he's like, really, he got his point across in a much better, more authoritative way without having to cuss the kids. Mm-hmm. And he's never heard another coach not do that. He himself <laughs> hasn't been able to fulfill that um, as a coach. Um, but I think that there actually is more respect that you, if you can get your point across. Yeah. I think it shifts the focus a little bit. Right. Um, not all the time. And I would say not with every, you know, situation or environment. But if you 
happen to be in the room with someone who that's just like not in their life. Like that's just something that they don't do. Or maybe they just don't do it in a business setting. Then they are no longer listening to you and what you have to say. You may possibly more, lose respect. That's right. They're mm-hmm. focused on like, oh, we are not on the same page. Like Based off of a word you right, use. Right. I mean, depending, right. like, we're not, I'm not saying that that I am, like, so judgmental of everybody, every word that comes out of your mouth. You know, you got to give people grace. Like, I understand right. that. But leaders don't get as much. I mean, That's honestly, right. they just don't. Like, you're right. called to a higher thing. Right. And then you, it's really difficult to lead. And let's just say you're trying to tell an employee, you know, let's not just use that word. Maybe it's not even an ugly word. And they're going to look at you and be like, are you crazy? Right. Do you know the cuss words that you say? You know what I mean? But we're in a leadership position here, and we need to rein it in. Right. Like, there could be a better word. Yeah, because, again, we're talking about etiquette and manners mm-hmm. here. What about um, being on time? Oh, God. Oh, workplace. my gosh. Why did you Pet even? Pet peeve. Yes. Pet peeve. Major. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bar- hmm? We're not staring at you. They are both staring at me Who? right now. You were on time. I was, was the one that tried to go today. get y'all coffee, <laughs> and I, I let you know. Today. So my mother has told me my whole life, she, I don't know who you think you were in a previous life, but you were not the queen of Egypt. So we are, we are not all sitting around waiting on you. Mm-hmm. And I remember being pregnant with my triplets and um, knowing by this time that I would have th- three and I may have an 830 appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, it would take me y'all just to get a shower, to dry my hair. I would have to like pause, sit, breathe, because I felt like I needed to get dressed. I wouldn't go into my PJs and it would be like nine 30 before I would even leave the house. And my mother would be driving me and she's like, Michelle, your appointment was at eight 30. Let's go. And I'm like, mom, I have three babies. They're not going to send me back home. That's right. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're going to see me. And so, <laughs> That is so awful to admit, but that was my... And I think that's a lot of people's mentality Mm. is they think... And and you weren't thinking, like, it's all about me. You weren't. But you're thinking, like, it ain't no big deal. They'll deal with it. And we don't realize the problem we actually caused, the domino effect, the rest of the day that you've created for that person. Even five minutes, ten minutes. Oh, my gosh. You've delayed... Whoever you're supposed to be meeting with, you have delayed them by that much, and it's a compound effect. It's a snowball that rolls. All those other pregnant women that I left sitting in a lobby or in that That were on time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And they're like, why does she get to? And then it's just this animosity. (laughs) Yes. Okay. But we, okay. But in a real life situation, we can all think of valid excuses and we can justify anything. Well, what that means is that whether you think that you don't think this way or not, it means I do not value your time. Your time is not important to me. Mm -hmm. And this day and age, time is my, like our most like cherished thing that I have is my time. Yes. And I have to be very protective of it. And I, if I have someone who constantly abuses my time, it really bothers me. You start to X them out, like not in an ugly way, but in an efficient way. That's right. Cause just don't have just excess to give. So if someone is like, like, Honestly, show him grace. Like, I am not going to be mad. I mean, if I'm late, y'all, please show me grace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if it's a consistent thing, it is like straight out saying, my time is more important than your time. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. No, it's not. Get a real alarm. Punctuality is key for leaders. You need to set the tone, set the pace, mm-hmm. be the bar. I've said that so many times. It's not you're not setting the bar. You are the bar. And so as the leader... You need to be the one setting the pace. So like, we are not going to be late. And even as a family, I would say 
within a family unit, you are teaching your children. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yes, please. <gasps> yes. So that has created, I'm not even going to say it. Mm. You have to now. You because can't say that much. I'm constantly being the most vulnerable person, failing at so many of these things. No, it's always I- the same thing. It's the time thing. It's never multiple. <laughs> I mean, I'm the one with the longer list of failing. Like, there's <laughs> just one thing. <laughs> it is. But Drew, Drew, absolutely. So in our town, um, the bus system for elementary runs earlier than the bus for sixth grade and up. So Drew chooses to get up at 530 every single morning and get himself ready and get dressed. Alan is up with him so that he can get on the bus at right after six o'clock. He would rather do that than his mom get up. And I think, Ooh, I'm up early. So I start thinking about all the things that I can actually get done. And I think I can accomplish more than I'm wanting to. And Drew knows he is going to end up pulling up at school at 735 when he should have been. Oops. Right. And he, he will literally, that's how Alan can get him out of bed. He's like, Drew. But that's a good example of what will happen with pe- our followers. Okay, for the leaders. And we're the ones setting the tone. And we're the ones constantly, mm-hmm. quote unquote, letting them down. Okay. Drew has let his mother fall by the wayside. And so our followers <laughs> then will start excluding us. Yes. And figure it out. And then all of a sudden, our capacity for leadership is mm-hmm. thinned. Yes. Because of a simple thing. And we say it's simple. I mean, gosh, we, we're all moms here, you know, talking right now. And, multi, you know, a lot of people who are listening. And it doesn't matter if you get up at 4 a.m. And you and you're, something is going to happen getting your tails to church on Sunday morning. Oh, and you're yeah. still going to be late for church. And you're just. But at the same time, we've got to figure it out. And I just, I think it's an epidemic with all of us. I mean. Self-awareness, and I will say for me, once I start realizing that something is affecting someone else, like yes, now, you have to see I'm that. not employing myself anymore. Other people's, I'm someone else's time is money. So being self-awareness. Which leads me to talking about like dressing in the workplace, okay? Self-awareness, bad breath. Let's talk about bad breath. <laughs> Have y'all ever told somebody that they're... Okay, so a good friend tells them that you got a booger in your nose, okay? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to say you got a booger in your nose. Why is telling somebody their breath is bad? Why is that hard? Like, it is for me. I mean, somebody's sitting there talking to me, my eyes are watering, their breath is so bad. And I just... I'm the closest next to her, and I'm like, do I need a piece of coffee? I'm the one over here chugging down the coffee. I know my breath's bad right now. Like, I'm aware of it. It's coffee breath. <laughs> well, I would. you know, I'm probably not going to tell somebody unless I am super-duper comfortable with them because mm-hmm. it is a personal, it's really a personal thing. And how I kind of, like, look at things like that is, like, I let the natural things in life work themselves out. But so. I don't think they do. There are so many people walking around with bad breath and body odor. And I think that they're personal their person Mm -hmm. would tell them like if it was my business partner i'd be like what's i mean i've never had to do that and we're not sitting that close to each other but if if it's my business partner like Mm -hmm. i would absolutely tell shannon if we're about to go in somewhere i'm like oh let's get some like tic tac or whatever but you know I've never had that situation with her, but like, let's just say, even with our my, our spouses, mm-hmm. like, it's still super sensitive, right? Like, that's a sensitive thing. But I can tell him, and he would tell me yes. without, you know, it being weird. Mm-hmm. But unless I'm like super close, I'm just gonna have to let them figure it out. Now, if it's my friend and you got like something else going on, I'm gonna tell you. 
But like, like mm-hmm. there's you just, know you smell. But we need. I do know. I smell right now. Like what? Okay. See now I'm the person with the long list. I'm the funky person who left the gym. Smells but, like a gym bag. Drinking coffee to with the bad gym breath. To work out them arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're asking everybody listening to be self-aware. Maybe ask somebody that you trust. Be like, hey, have you noticed like a consistent body odor? I'm trying this new deodorant or what? what use hygiene. whatever. Yeah, hygiene. Um, that matters in the workplace, especially as a leader, because your effectiveness mm-hmm. is affected. Affected with an A. Your E effectiveness is affected if you stink. Uh, yeah. So I would say, so I have a lot of... Um, people in the past through employing people and one of the things that I think someone naturally does is you're not giving that person as many hours mm-hmm. that's like the very first thing that happens it's like oh well because you don't want to be around them as much Let's they can be the best at whatever they're doing mm-hmm. but if they're smelly so if you find yourself in a position where you're just not getting enough hours you might need to Check yourself. Check yourself mm-hmm. because somebody is kindly. Yeah. And you know what I do now, this doesn't mean that they remember it from day one, but in the interview process, when I am speaking to them, let's just say it's the second interview, maybe that we know we're going to hire this person and they, you know, know that they're going to get hired. I just flat out say, you have to bathe every day. And I say, I know that's weird. And I know, and you have to wash your hair. Like, or use dry shampoo or something. And I know that that's, like, awkward that I have to say it. But believe it or not, and, like, I just am very... And you say it to everybody, whether it's Miss America walks in the room or homeless lady comes in the room. Everybody's going to bathe, brush their teeth, wash their hair. Don't come up in here looking... And I I will just be honest. Of course, they laugh when you say that. I mean, like, I know. It's crazy that I have to say But how many people are sitting right now at their workplace and they have not washed their hair in a couple days and it looks like it? That's right. Which, you know... I am for dry shampoo 100%, but my, I'm not going to go out where it looks like, oh, Nicole is, you know, skipping mm-hmm. day two on her hair or day mm-hmm. three on her hair. No, it doesn't look like that. And so, like, I think that that's the key. But, you know, I don't want to take a bath every day. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just feel like that if, as a leader, you just got to, in the very beginning to where you're not singling anyone out, you just got to be very blunt with it and be like, I know that it's crazy that I have to say it, but... You have to bathe every day. My grandmother, her thing was, honey, put some lipstick on. Mm-hmm. You look pale. You know. And we miss those grandmothers. Like, they're, that generation of grandmothers mm-hmm. that got up in the morning and they got dressed for the day. Oh, yeah. Yes. That is kind of a lost mm-hmm. breed or whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. that needs Especially- to be revived. Like, And I don't mean like grandmothers or... But just the give a care, and I'm 100% so guilty of looking like the homeless stay-at-home mom, wearing yoga pants too long, or what? I'm so, 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 so guilty of that. Well, I think that, you know, it comes down to, my mom would tell me all the time, and I think that, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a little different. I own a boutique, so, like, I have to. Bring, You're representing your, yeah. I have to bring my A game every day, and I try real hard. Sometimes yeah, you do, girl. But I try real hard. But from the very beginning, my mom has always said, you know, you just got to look the very best at where you're going. You know what I mean? Like, just do your best. Yeah. That doesn't mean you got to be like me or I got to be like Michelle. just means you just got to bring the best, best version of yourself to whatever you're doing. And, um, you know, of course, if it's appropriate. Like, I'm not going to walk into my store, you know, I don't know. My business is a little different. So let's just mm-hmm. say you wouldn't walk into seeing a client looking like you're going, uh, working at a boutique. 
Like it's right. Because that was my question is for you, because you've seen it all in the eight years and you've been kind of, and you've worked for other people. You haven't always Mm -hmm. been in this particular um, business, but like, what do you find appropriate versus too casual versus too much just across the board? Now, obviously a nurse is going to have on scrubs. Mm Mm-hmm. An accountant is going to have some, on some sort of a, a business suit. You own a boutique. You call on, you know, it's going to be kind of be different, but kind of give me a general, like, what is appropriate versus. You know, it's so hard because my, my view is so skewed when it comes to this because mm-hmm. I do work in a boutique, but it's so, so funny. Um, when we go to market, I'm like, I can spot the boutique owners and the hairdressers. You know, we all go over the top and look like very You represent extra. your brand. Right. right. You just t- tend to look a little more extra than mm-hmm. the normal person. That's and a good word, extra. Okay. And it's hilarious when I see Bougie. them because then I'm like, I'm not like her. I don't look like her, you know? And then I'm like, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe my own version of that. Yes, I am. But it's so important to like recognize where you're going and if it's appropriate. You know what I mean? Like, for example... I was visiting one of my friend's church not too long ago, and I knew when I was going to go in that I was going to dial down what naturally I would wear to church. You know okay. what I mean? Okay, so, all right. So you considered the situation. It's you more, considered the environment. Right. It's more of a traditional place, so I'm not going to push the limits, especially like my first visit. Um, and that's not me not being myself. That's just recognizing the environment, and then I want to be respectful of that environment. I love that. Like, Okay, and not drawing attention to, to right. yourself because had you, you stuck out in the room, hmm? right? Oh, like yeah. did everybody turned their head. Did you see the new girl? And she everybody don't, she go follow her. Understand. Yeah, please go follow her, and then you'll understand because she, you know, blonde hair, eyebrows are always going to be done. Always going to be dressed. <laughs> Nails so stinking cute. I yes. know, and they're always matte right now. Beautiful. Uh, okay, so I love it. I gave myself one more time for matte. So mm-hmm. judge it's free zone here. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're super sweet. Let's talk about communication in the workplace. So I think it's safe to say that cell phones are abused in the workplace. I mean, it doesn't matter when you are on social media. It doesn't matter what job somebody has. You know, so-and-so is going to be posting at nine twelve a.m. You're like, aren't you at work? <laughs> or they're so, posting at 2.15. It's like, aren't you at work? And so it's kind of just an open forum and I think it's a little bit more accepted, but I think we have definitely abused. Yeah. In some fashion. So I think in some environments, I'm wanting those that are there with me representing a certain situation or I'm all about my social media experiences. Things need to be in the moment. They need to be right now. This is what this is what's on the floor or this is where we are. This is what's happening. And so because you're in a marketing position, I'm wanting other people to share what's happening right now and why I want others to be with me. Um, and so hoping if someone is at the red light and are getting gas right. and they are checking that phone, they're going to be like, Ooh, let's take a right. I want to go there. So I'm okay. Mm-hmm. In cert- but I hope um, in the past that I have taught those other people, while you do have some downtime, yes, share this, post this, talk about this. Or rather than you have customers walking in the door, people in front of you are the people that you need to be talking to right now. Oh, but if you've got a live human in front of you, everything that else trumps everything. 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 At the dinner table, mm-hmm. in a workplace. Mm-hmm. But I do see 
in some settings where it is okay. However, I have been at Lowe's, very specifically, ordering paint, and the guy is on his cell phone going, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, ooh. Ooh. So, you know, hormones. I look at him and I said, excuse me, that phone, does that belong to Lowe's? <laughs> and it's, or, is that phone ordering some paint? And he looked at me and showed me the phone and it was Lowe's. I, like it was a Lowe's phone. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. Right. It was still a cell phone. And I said, that customer or that person you're talking to right now is not sitting in front of you. Mm. So, no, but you know, nobody else was teaching the boy that it's not okay. So, oh my as, gosh, you were I mean, me. he's, he's just never had to teach a lesson real quick. I, I know, I know. And sometimes my children will remind me that, Mama, this was not the time. Oh, yeah. I've embarrassed my kids plenty of times, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I just, and I don't know, going back to the grandmother thing, you know, like just put on a little lipstick. I don't know where basic manners and communication, like sticking out a hand and shaking firmly, not that little light fish mess, you know, um, or speaking up or when you order, looking your waitress in the mm-hmm. eye. Like, I don't know where that basic stuff got lost. Creating I really don't. conversations, creating conversations with people mm-hmm. that are there in space in front of you. So look like the grocery store. I use the grocery store line an example. Um, do you know how many people that you actually see in the grocery store? I mean, I think about the times that you've gone and gotten in line at the grocery store. If you are three or four people deep, do you not pull your phone out? Right, of course. And you're glancing, you're looking down. But and you become enthralled and distracted. and So it's something that I have consciously tried to keep my phone in my purse and don't use that time. And I'm literally looking at everybody else's baskets. I can tell you in my neighborhood who shops organic and mm-hmm. who does not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, or I'm noticing the person in front of me is buying so much Gatorade. And I'm like, oh, has the flu hit your house? Right. What's going on? You right. Know what I mean? Stuff like that, mm-hmm. you just, I'm trying to be consciously more aware of mm-hmm. the people that are standing in front of me and surrounding me. And, and like actually having a conversation with a human mm-hmm. and instead of, because I do think social media, we're having conversations with humans. I mean, obviously the humans are making the post and we're commenting on it, but it's still a technical conversation. It's still a technology based mm-hmm. and and sometimes how awkward is it that we're having conversations with this online person? And then when we do see them in real life, we can't have a real life conversation with them because you really don't yeah. know them. You just know them based upon that one post or whatever. So you have such a social business. However, people are physically either picking up those things or they're coming in in person. So what are your what are your thoughts on the phone in the workplace? Um, it's, it's not okay. It's just not okay. Not on the sales floor. Um, We have, especially in my husband's business, fired multiple people Mm. because it is so, like. She's talking about Baby (laughs) J. I am talking about Baby J. If you have not Mm -hmm. worked for Baby J, then. Everybody should in life. Yes, they should. I think they should. Just to be able to take, I mean, I'm not a person that's ever worked for him, but he is going to be so immediate upfront with you or look at you and be like, I mean, surely you can find something today. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, It's just not respectful to the owner of the business, to the the leader, if it's your manager or whatever, if your job does not if you do not require your cell phone for your job, then you do not need to have it because you're wasting their money. They're, you're wasting their time. Like, it's just, it's not okay. It's kind of like making copies for your kid's science fair project on the company copy machine. 
Yeah. Like, sort of like, like, yes, like, that's, that's, a, that's, that's good. another good like, example. Unless you get permission. Mm-hmm. Like if they're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. fine. But if you're just doing it without asking, like, just be gracious and ask, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not okay. Well, my husband's business, you know, his business partner, they do such a great job, but they have gone through so many people because, you know, maybe it didn't fit, but for the most part, they did not understand when you come to work. You mm-hmm. come to work. You come to work. Okay, so that's a huge communication deal. Like as parents, and I know everybody listening is not a parent, but as parents, we have such a massive uh, task in front of us to be sure that our children understand work ethic. I'm so going to call out this girl real quick, Lakin, and I have no Lakin? shame. Her name is Lakin, uh-huh. and I have no, Lakin, I have had this conversation. I have no problem calling her out. Hmm. She's super precious person, and she learned something really big. When I was saying in a particular situation, absolutely, leave your phones in your car. Like, this has become such a big deal. Leave them in the car. Do not bring them in. You bring your phone, bye. Like, right. I don't care if I have to work it, you're fired. Go away. And she said, well, that's fine. You can be the person to explain to my mother when I don't answer the phone. I said, you, you better pick up the phone when you leave today and call your mama and tell her that you work for somebody who's actually demanding. Yeah respect and you not wasting my time because yeah you're making a good point because how many of us are it's the parents yes i said tell your mother you are at work good point honey that has happened with us um we had a young lady um she was very young mother but she was working for us and she was like blown away that we asked her not to have her cell phone. She was like, my child was sick, you know, or my child, what if the babysitter needs to get, what if the school calls? I can't remember what exactly it was, but something with the child, like, what if they call? And I'm thinking, like, it wasn't that long ago that we didn't, didn't have, have this. Yeah. So, like, go back to a, that. We have a store phone number. Yes. We have a landline. And it's okay. So, like, she's freaking out. But honestly, what she's freaking out is that. In the 2.5 seconds that she has every, you know, every access to everything, she wants to pull up and do something else. So it really wasn't that. Now, I completely get it. Like, if I'm kind of like frantic about like maybe I sent my child to school today and he wasn't feeling that great. What if he gets sick? Well, they have your work number. Sure. So it's it's okay. So what I'm hearing us say that there is an addiction to thing like I don't say it's just the addiction to the phone, but it's the addiction to everybody knowing where everybody is all the time. Every everybody having access to everything all the time part of my seven i don't want to miss something right miss out right i don't want others to miss out either so that comes back to my i feel like depending on the situation there's a time and a place am i wanting everybody to share these things am i wanting everybody to know but that also comes back to permission Mm -hmm. and knowing is it okay or is it not okay and if it's not okay i need to have complete respect for that but I, go ahead. I, I also think just being open with the communication. For example, mm-hmm. um, we do have girls that do our social media at the store, and they have to be inside the store with their cell phones. So what they do is that if a customer comes in and, like, it's almost kind of awkward, like they're not that far from them, they're like, please excuse me. I'm just taking, you know, pictures for our they say social what they're media. Doing. That's right. Because if mm-hmm. they do not, then the customer lives and is like, you know, they think that, they're at Lowe's. That's on the, right. On the, that's right. So if you're on the Lowe's phone, <laughs> if you're a little bit more open with the communication, where it becomes like you don't have to run around everybody, you know, in the store. Be like, you know, I'm on, I'm doing social media for the store. But if it's like where 
you if feel they like a give little you a side eye. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just kind of be a little bit more open with them. And then they're like, oh, that's fine. Just don't get me in the picture. You know, that's normally what they say. Being, But that's also being conscious of your environment and the people there around you, which is also looking up, making eye contact with people and acknowledging that someone just walked in. That's right. So we can agree that a live human is way more important mm-hmm. and knowing how to have a real conversation with them, not a text version of a conversation, because that's one thing I think also cell phones or whatever have done is limited our ability to have live human conversation. We're great at texting. We're great at short conversations, but maybe we're not so good at the in-person back and forth communicate or even the email. You know, emails used to be a thing and they kind of still are. But, you know, how many times have you read one and you're like, whoa, are you an adult? I've made fun of you for your at Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah, I have a Yahoo account, and I don't have a Gmail account. So she makes fun of the fact that I still have a Yahoo account. Or Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo. (laughs) I told her, if you don't have Gmail, we cannot be friends. So I got to do a Gmail. I'm behind. That's okay. I'm behind. All right. What about, and then we'll close out with this big dog conversation. Table manners. So just Mm. eating. And I'm not talking about, like, just Mm. table manners in general. Like, you're at home, and you want to grub down on that frozen pizza. Not talking about that. I'm talking about as a leader in an environment where you are a a person of authority wanting people's respect and you're over there smacking or gulping and you're completely unaware. My district manager at this moment, he, um, he doesn't like it if he will not touch his food until everyone has gotten their food at the table. That is basic manners. We are, and, and it very much is him as a district manager sitting at a table with all of his area managers, and he is not going to pick up that fork. He is respecting them enough to say, mm-hmm. I want to be sure you're taking care and I've of. I've noticed that. Like, it is something that was so, it was such a statement that he took his napkin, put it in his lap, his food came. And didn't people take notice? I took notice. You're like, he honors me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also he think it respect. also um, comes down to a leader. Like having a servant's heart. That doesn't mean you're serving the dishes, but that means that like you want to take care of the people that look up to you. I got you. And if you Mm -hmm. have that servant's heart, then you're not concerned with just yourself. Yeah. Because if you're down here eating your mashed potatoes, you're looking down, you're not looking around and you didn't know that the whoever didn't get their green beans or didn't get their or their glasses empty. And if you're Mm -hmm. typically when you're the leader, like you're the host of the meeting, you're the Mm -hmm. or the dinner. It goes back to looking up, acknowledging, being aware. Not being all concerned about you and your food and what's in front of you. Is your food hot? Eat your food cold, Mm -hmm. leader. You know, you need to take care of everybody else at that table. Yes, I agree. You know, have have y'all seen that little graphic? It's, um, It's some wolves. And it's it's got these wolves in this in this snowstorm and they're kind of pieced out and they've got different parts circled. You haven't seen it? No. Okay. <laughs> it's super cool. I was explaining it to my son this past weekend. We were at a cheer competition in Atlanta in a massive center. You know, it's just this big convention center. And of course we've got my daughter who's eleven and she's not on ADHD drugs at this thing, you know, because she needs to be like hundred percent. She doesn't need to be <laughs> she needs to be all fired up. Right. So she went on her stuff and so she's just banging off the walls. And then you've got my three year old that's you know, she's three. And then my husband and I and then my fourteen year old son. And so I told my son, I was like, where do you think in a pack of people, where do you think you you need to be? And he's like, um, 
I need, uh, he kept saying the front, the back, uh, and I said, well, let me tell you about this little graphic that I saw. It's these wolves, and they had different things circled, and the old wolves were in the front, and they were setting the pace. The pack of wolves could not go any faster than the oldest, slowest ones could go. Then behind the old wolves were uh, about three or four young leaders, and they were the ones then pushing, you know, telling the old people, you know, or the old wolves, like, keep on going, but they were considered, like, the line leaders. And then you had the massive group of followers behind them, and then you had at the very back another group of three or four wolves, and they had that one circled in red, and they said, who would you say is the leader? Is it a positional? Is it by age? And actually what they were saying is the ones in the back making sure that nobody falls behind, that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, that their eyes are roaming, they're, they're, they're seeing what's ahead. They can see, because the old, you know, if, if, if an enemy came, the old wolves couldn't do anything about it, but those front leaders could, mm-hmm. and then those back ones could come up behind. Anyway, it was this really cool thing. And so asking my son, I said, where do you belong in this situation in this pack? And he says, well, clearly you, you're in front, you're old. <laughs> I said, okay, I can have that, fine. I said, but where, where are you? He goes, I need to be in the back. I got to be sure that we don't leave Lulu behind. That's the three-year-old. And he said, because she could wander off or whatever. And he goes, and you know Blake's going to go try to find something at the concession stand. He said, but if I'm in the back, I can alert y'all in the front. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, bingo. And so as leaders, we have to be the ones setting the tone. That's right. Even if it means we're eating our food cold last, or maybe it's wrong because we're taking care of everybody else. What do you do, though? Like, let's just say you're like, I want to have manners. I want to have table manners, but I don't even know what forks to use. Or I don't even know, like, where does my napkin go? Watch Pretty Woman. (laughs) All right. Start at the outside and work your way in. Like it. Right? Love it. I immediately think of that. But also, I have a daughter who smacks and... She gets so annoyed, like, but we've sort of created this. She knows if I look at her. Right. You got a signal. We do because she doesn't, she's at an age, she doesn't want to be embarrassed. And so we do, we have sort of a little signal that, um, you know, just close your mouth mm-hmm. because we, I understand that that's really, really good, but we can all hear you. Yeah. Or banging your fork on the plate too much. Yes. Slurping. Oh, slurping. Like, don't slurp your coffee. Don't slurp your drink. Right. Mm -hmm. Just self-awareness, you know, in general, to where you're not changing who you are. You know, people are still comfortable with you, but you're just aware of, like, your It's also super uncomfortable if you go. um, And girls, if you're going on a date, Mm. eat the food. Yes. Eat the food. You're there. He's paid for it. Eat the food. I don't care if it's a cheeseburger. Eat the food. Eat the food. It's just respectful. It is. You know, it's sort of a do the mirror thing. If someone else is sitting back and relaxed, I'm always a person who's sitting on the very edge of my chair. Mm -hmm. Or if someone else is, you know, if you, if they order a salad and you want the cheeseburger, get the cheeseburger. But I will say though, in a, in a setting though, with, if you're, if you're, like with a group of people, like be aware of what everybody else is ordering. Don't order a filet mignon if everybody else is ordering a salad. Yes. Okay. That's true. You know, you've got it. My main thing is eat the food. Absolutely. (laughs) 
don't just sit there and be embarrassed to eat in front of someone. And if you are embarrassed, then work on that. I mean, and that's, I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many resources. There is absolutely no excuse for why somebody shouldn't. I mean, just Google search basic table manners. Because if not, you're going to be sitting there at a red light. And Feeling it's be quiet, And yeah. there's not going to be any radio on and your stomach's going to growl because <laughs> you're still hungry. Because you didn't eat. And now you're having to explain to him why you didn't eat the cheeseburger. Right. We send our kids to this thing in the Delta called Cotillion. Oh, yes. You know, and mm-hmm. my son just at first hated it. But by the third session and then by the end, he had so much confidence. He's like, come on, bring it. What 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 setting do you have for me next? Yeah, because he, like, do, do they dance? They, they dance. They, and it's not like they're doing, like, the Roger Rabbit. Like, they do appropriate it, it, what it's doing, it's making them comfortable with the opposite sex. Like, yeah, the boy they, has to go say, will yeah. you dance with me? Yeah. And they do table manners and they do handshakes and they do things that so many adults don't feel comfortable in. Thus, they feel insecure. And it is affecting their leadership capabilities because anything that we feel insecure in, we're not going to participate in. That's right. And I think that this is more for like up coming leaders because I think once you are like established there you've already been through all these awkward experiences you know and hopefully you're self-aware enough yes that's right and you have witnessed maybe a leader not do what they're supposed to do and it's kind of like embarrassing for you even to like witness that so I feel like if your desire is to become a leader you need to go ahead and start working on it right now like you don't need to wait until the end game because then you're going to be one of those people, you know, right. that it's just it's missing awkward. out. It's yes. awkward and it's not It comes back to taking a really hard look at yourself mm-hmm. and figuring out where your faults are and work on them. Like, actually work on them. It doesn't mean that some things are going to be, well, that's just who I am. And people are either going to have to love it or hate it. Some of those things actually exist. But in a workplace setting or in an environment, depending on what that may be, you really might have to work on some things. That's right. You are not that And a leader is going to solicit advice. A leader is going to say, I want to be better. Yeah. Can you please help me be better? Does mm-hmm. my breath stink? Do you think I act appropriately at the table? Mm-hmm. Am I dressed appropriately for the situation? What are some, go to another leader or another mentor, even if it's somebody that's not, I, I love the idea of asking somebody that you, um, I, I find myself asking for advice now mm-hmm. in a totally different um, environment, workplace set, total. One is health, one is food. They don't go together. Um, so I find myself asking particular people that I see doing really awesome yes. um, for advice. And it's automatically like I'm asking them to show me their cards. Yeah. I'm not asking you to show me your cards. I'm just wanting to talk about the game. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good thing. I want you to show me the card. Just sh- just teach me the game. Yeah, just talk to me about the game. You know, do you lay this hand out first, or you know, just talk to me a little bit about that. I see you doing amazing at it, mm-hmm. and I would just love a little bit of feedback or some advice or let's go to lunch. I like let's that. Do this and but I can see almost um, a fear on somebody's face of like I'm not trying to be in your space again. Like if I teach you to be awesome, now you're a threat. Ooh, yeah. Right, and there's room for everybody. Absolutely. So as leaders, we need to be open to teaching Mm -hmm. things that we have 
Yeah, I love that. There is a gray area of where you can advise and you can mentor and you can do these things without somebody taking what you have and running with and, it. Yeah, replicating it. Because I know, Nicole, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something y'all have to constantly fear. Cause right. You know, and what I've just learned is that you just got to focus Keep your focus. Keep your blinders on. You know, if you know where something comes from, and it comes from a true place of creativity and amazingness, because you have to find inspiration mm-hmm, places. Mm-hmm. But inspiration and a copy, yeah, they're different. That's exactly right. Um, I work really, really hard to make things our own, and does sometimes it like not play out? Absolutely, and I hate it, and I'm mad that it didn't, mm-hmm. but. I am focused and I stay focused on our goal, our end game, what we're doing, what, you know, just critiquing us and not necessarily. Your competition is you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Like, I I really don't, like, I don't have time to pick apart the person down the road. Yeah, mind your own business. And if you don't have any business, go get some. (laughs) Mind that. High five. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, one thing I just want to thank both of you guys is just thank you for maintaining your visibility in the public eye. Both of y'all do such a good job of waving all the flags. Like you don't wave just the I'm awesome at this flag. You oh also gosh. I feel like I I feel so half capacity at that. Really? I mean, thanks girl. I appreciate Both of y'all work. just do a really really good job of wanting to teach others. You're open to growing. You offer advice like you don't keep all your goodies to yourself you're like hey this is what's worked for me I want it to work for you like I think Mm -hmm. a true leader remains visible doesn't just go and shut themselves behind the door or remain behind the screen like you are out physically I mean that was one of the things that attracted me to the both of you guys was that you are authentic in person online with your families with your friends because you are the true deal of authentic leadership and you want to teach that to anybody who wants it you're like hey come and get it I have to look to see what this is real quick so I sent my mom the other day um, a comment I saw someone had made and it said the moment you discovered that you were targeted not because there's something wrong with you but because there are so many things right with you and I find myself, um, so I explained, or I just said, I feel myself doing half of what I would love to be putting out there about my day. And some of that is because, um, number one, I'm not working for myself anymore. But number two, I love sharing whatever's going on in my world. It's not because I think I'm so awesome. I just love, it's to me, it's sort of a documentation. It's just, or come along with me. I don't want to always You're very much with me. Yeah. Yeah. I want people to come along with me. I don't want people to be doing something with me by myself. If I'm excited about something or whatever that may be, I just want to share and be like, ooh, yes, come do these things with me. But I also find that sometimes... um, that may make me a target because it's like, do you really have to tell everybody you're doing that? Or it's not coming from a place of, um, I, I don't know. It's coming from a genuine place. Was leaders, we have to realize. I want people along with me, like share this experience with me. I don't want to be sitting on a beach by myself. I want to be doing it with everybody. And I want you to hear the sound of those waves. And I want you to, I want you to do those things with me. And I think your flip side is, um, you are giving us little challenges of how to be our better selves. Right. I want people to, if when they like, maybe they follow me on social media, that they don't look at me as in like, 
I think that my ways are the only way and that I think I'm better than other people. Like, I want to raise women up, too, mm-hmm. along with pulling myself up. You know you what I mean? You want people to actually try something. Like, you right. want them to take these and then be tools and use them. Well, because, like, all of us, we all have, like, a select group of people that we look at, and they just seem so, like, it's not reality. Like, it's not, you don't live a real life. Right. And it's so nice when people see not just your highlights, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That they get to see, yeah, to, you know, here's my struggles. I'm just like mm-hmm. you. This is how I'm working on it. Maybe they even send you advice in return. You know what I mean? So right. just, yes, live in your daily life. And now I don't put everything on there just because I don't want to be on, on my phone 24-7. But if it's like, a major event going on where I'm comfortable sharing, I want to share it. Because I want people to feel like that, I, you know, they're, normal. The same, yeah, they're the same as me. You're you know normal. what I mean? And yeah. then let's let's get through this together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do send me messages like, well, have you tried this? Da, 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 da. And then you're building that relationship. Yes. Creating conversation. Yeah. So that's our main, you know, encouragement to you guys today is to be sure that you know where you're wanting to go with your leadership. Make sure that you are feeling confident in those environments, you know, and and that you feel that you are being respected by your peers, that you know where you're uncomfortable, where you're comfortable. And and those places where you feel disrespected or those places where you feel uncomfortable to self-reflect, maybe ask somebody for some help or whatever, and then work on those specific things so that you know why you do what you do and that you're comfortable and you're confident, even if it's an unpopular decision, an unpopular choice. But as a leader, you feel confident because you at least know you did things the basic right way universally mm-hmm. and you're confident in that situation and you're not, you're not, at, you're not feeling that half capacity feeling simply out right, of insecurity. Right, right. It goes back to if you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm.